Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast with me, Kenzie, and my producer, Taylor. I'm here. Also, we have the very, very good-looking Kenzie's boyfriend, <laughs> Quentin, in the studio somewhere also. He's not on a mic right now. He's smiling. You definitely just made his day. It's his favorite thing to hear. Um, today, I for some reason, we were just recording ads. I can't speak today, so if this intro is off, I'm so sorry. I've needed to yawn for like 30 minutes, and it just isn't happening. So I just, I don't know what's up. We need to do, you need to create like a course, like yawn, yawn therapy with Kenzie. Actually, I was like really trying I feel like I, it's just not good. I had to redo things like 15 times. I'm either really on it or I'm off. Like I either will do things in one take or it's like we're we're at this one ad for like the 60 second ad for like 10 minutes. It's true. It's either you have two levels. It's either you'll you'll nail it right away. Like yeah. boom, one try. You like come in, you're like done. And then there's another one where it's like, okay, the yawns throw you off. It really is. It really, it's just the yawns. And it has nothing to do with my level of being tired. Like, it's not really that. It's just if I'm actually yawning, it really messes me up. It's like a sneeze that just won't come out. Exactly. How was your weekend? What'd you do? Mm, the weekend. What did I do? Oh, I saw the movie, The Joker. Oh. It was good. Preemptive warning that if you don't like ad- violent movies, don't go see it. Because it's it really definitely dark. has some very, yeah, it's a very dark movie, but it's well done. I liked yeah. it. The cinematography was great. Again, the, the themes of the movie were very much different from a lot of the other Marvel movies. It's nothing like that. So if you're expecting to go see a Marvel movie, don't go see it because it's nothing like that at all. But as far as the acting is great, I enjoyed it. And again, it's not for everybody. So be aware of that. Yeah, be very aware of that. We saw it, I think, like last Monday, randomly. And I liked it. It's just not like if you're going to see an action movie, it's not necessarily like a superhero action movie, you know? Well, I could see why people, if you go in there expecting the action, because all superhero movies have action in them. So if you are expecting, okay, perfect, like you're blindly walking in to see it, you see the, you see the Joker and you're like, okay, perfect. It has to have action. It, I don't think it has any action in it. No, it really doesn't at all. Until like maybe the very end. I don't know. I thought it was really good. It's definitely really dark. So just like be aware. There's a movie coming out this weekend that I really want to see. And it's with Robert Pattinson and William Dafoe. It's called The Lighthouse. And it's shot in black and white. And it's shot in like a trailer. It's it's like in this weird aspect ratio where it's square. So I don't think it's it's not widescreen like most movies, but it's supposedly to add a little bit of, of kind of creative approach to it so again i don't because it's supposed to be i think it has to do with just two guys trapped on not trapped two lighthouse keepers on on duty and they kind of lose their mind so i don't really know much about it because i kind of haven't been watching the trailers but i'm excited to see that no i'm very like it sounds cool there was a movie too forever ago if anyone knows what i'm talking about i think it's called remember me or something with robert pattinson I I've never heard of that, but I I'm a huge Robert Pattinson fan. I think he's I see that a phenomenal <laughs> actor. Again, I was one of the people I jumped on the bandwagon, and I I was a hater. I was during the what was it the Twilight Twilight series. Oh my yeah, absolutely. I I was a Robert Pattinson like anti fan. I'd be like, oh like I can't believe that him and Kristen Stewart. She's a good actress too, by the way. They both like hate their lives because they did those movies. I'm not gonna lie, I'm a big Twilight person. Like I read all those books in like fifth grade, obsessed. But like Robert's, he he has done interviews where he talks about how he like hates Twilight and it embarrasses him. There's a movie. There's two movies in particular. One that's called. I think it's called Good Times. And it's, again, it's a very, very dark movie about him and his brother goes to jail. They rob a, like a, a liquor store and his brother goes to jail and he has to get like $5,000 to get him out of, to get him out on bail. Very dark and disturbing because he tries to, he goes and he 
all these things happen to try to get the money, but it's well done. And then another one I watched recently called High Life. Have you heard of it? It's a science fiction movie. It's phenomenal. So he's just, he's going to be Batman. Do you know that? Yeah, no, I did know that. Guys, I need everyone, someone to make some sort of graphic of Taylor with Robert Pattinson because clearly this is his man crush and he's really into him. So put that in the Facebook group, please. This is, he's his number one fan. Oh, I would love that. Please he would put it in there and I, I will come on there and I, I'll go pop into the Facebook group and we'll, we'll talk. He'll pop in. The Facebook group's really active today. It's really kept me entertained. I'm like, wow, there's a lot going on. We should find, now they should tell us right now, this is what you do. If you're listening, go into the Facebook group, tell us some of your favorite movies. Tell us recommendations. Yeah. And let's see if any, let's see, find out who has good music or not music taste, movie taste and find <laughs> out who has bad movie taste. Yeah. Make a new thread on the Facebook group and then add to that. Also, um, just an update on my whole I'm ready to graduate um, sort of vibe thing. So we started a new session and I don't know if anyone rem- remembers this, but last semester I was taking this Excel class that literally ruined my life and it was so awful. Well, unfortunately, I'm in another one this session and I emailed my advisor just to triple check that this is, I have to take this class for graduation. Unfortunately, I do. So I'm going to die. It's actually awful. And yeah, anyways, but on the bright side, guys, I'm just one step closer to never having to take an Excel class ever again. Do you want to know the most valuable thing that I learned from Excel? What? Nothing. (laughs) Because I forgot everything. I literally took a class in it and I can't do anything. It's so difficult. And it's also like, I'm never going to need it. So I just don't, I no, I hate it. It's awful. Like it is so awful. I would rather write four papers a week than do this Excel class. Like I would much rather do that. That is how awful this class is. So it's whatever. I'll get past it. I'll survive, I think. Also, I'm getting really excited because pretty soon it will be December. Well, first off, I'm one of those people who's like November 1st is Christmas or so whatever. So the Christmas season is really approaching everyone. But I'm even more excited because that means Vlogmas is coming and I have made my decision that I am going to be doing Vlogmas this year. If you guys are not familiar with that or you guys don't know, I actually have a YouTube channel and um, Vlogmas is this thing on YouTube where you post every single day from December 1st until the 25th. Like you basically vlog every day and then you post every day, whatever. It is so fun. Obviously, it's a lot of work, but it's really, really fun. And it's just really cool. And I like always get so excited for, about my channel during that time. So I'm getting ready and I'm very, very, very excited. You know what we should do, Taylor? Maybe for one of those days, I should just post a podcast episode like all the way through. Yeah. I, think that'd I be should interesting. do that actually. That's a good idea. Cause I'm gonna definitely need like videos stockpiled and stuff. Podmas. Yeah, exactly. Brilliant. I think what I'm gonna do for since I have my hair cut, I have an appointment to cut my hair on Saturday. I think <laughs> I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt to vlog, even though I've never done it. But I'm gonna I'm gonna put the camera on the mirror somewhere and just record it. Please. And then maybe what does it do? What is it? A time lapse or something like that? Yeah, time lapse. Something cool. Okay. Make it stylized. Guys, Taylor, I will believe it when I see it because. Taylor has been saying he's going to cut his hair for a year now. Yeah, I, I guarantee you. You know what's funny is I believe that my hairstylist, my he's a friend, a good friend of mine I've known for years. His name is Sean. I probably called, made appointments and canceled and rescheduled so many times that now even he's probably like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll see you it. then. Is it in LA or San Diego? San Diego. Do you go back every weekend? Yeah. So he, this this person specifically, I went to school with him when I was younger and I was one of the... I was the test subjects, you know, before he got, he got his license, he would cut, he would cut my hair in his garage. And then now he cuts Michael's hair. He cuts a lot of my friend's hair. He cuts our our good friend Wesson's hair. He cuts a lot of our friend's hair down San Diego. He's great. He's phenomenal for men's hair. You know, what's so funny. Someone posted in the Facebook group. You know how we always joke that Quinton and Michael Bostick are like the same person. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, Someone commented or they either commented in the Facebook group or on a YouTube video or something. And they were like, oh my gosh, if Quentin got the same haircut as Michael, they would be twins. And there's like 300 thumbs up on it now. Like it's really gone He's wild. He's like the, the tall version of Michael. Actually, like he, they're very similar. It's kind of weird. But um, we're really excited about this vlog that Taylor is now doing. And I don't want to make any promises. So go to the Facebook group. And if, if it happened, it'll be up. If it didn't, you guys just know that this is very typical. Taylor, I'm also, I need you to send a selfie once you cut your hair on Saturday just so we know for sure. I know I, I need proof. That's the one thing I was going to say is that if I don't take a photo of myself, I'm going to lose the opportunity to show the difference between before and after. Exactly. Maybe this can be your Instagram post of the year too. Maybe this is my new calling. Yeah, maybe it is your new calling. 
Vlogging, here I come. There you go. This week's episode is very exciting and it's with my best friend forever. You guys will hear all about this in our friendship. Um, so I honestly, I think when we were like sixth grade, how old are you in sixth grade? Like 10? Not really 12? I don't know. I literally have no idea. I don't either. We did the math. I think we've actually been friends for nine years or something like that. I don't know. One of my best friends in the entire world, Maddie Trapp, she is so wise. I always go to her for advice because she gives very, very good advice. And she's very sound and just reasonable and one of my best friends in the entire world. I love her so much. And you guys are going to love this episode. We talk about a lot, like our friendship, our parents' divorce. Um, she talks about like broadcasting, just like literally so many things. This is a very, very, very good episode. One of my favorites. So if you guys um, like anything from this, or you guys want to talk about it again, join the secret Facebook group. That is so much fun over there. And the Instagram, because we're going to be posting a ton and you guys don't want to miss out on it. But hope you guys enjoy this episode and let's get started. All right, guys. So really quickly, we are going to be talking about one of my favorite sponsors of this podcast, Modern Fertility. So knowledge is power. And I feel like I actually did not know much about pregnancy until very, very recently. I'm around a lot of people who are getting pregnant. And I also recently watched uh, Shay Mitchell's labor video, which actually kind of terrified me. But um, that was pretty much the extent of my knowledge on pregnancy. And actually just learning about modern fertility, I feel like I've learned so much. And again, knowledge is power. And when you know more, you can make better decisions for your body, your health, and your future. I feel like all of us are always thinking about the next step in our career and relationships, but we're not really thinking about a baby and women are having children later in life. So I don't want to have kids for a very long time, but biology hasn't changed and we need tools to understand the future of fertility. So if you want more information about your ability to get pregnant, you need modern fertility. So basically it is just a quick and easy hormone test that you can take at home, whether you're thinking of trying for a baby now or you just want to know your options for the future, your results are delivered within 10 days and your personalized dashboard will give you insight into how many eggs you have, hormone levels, and any reproductive red flags. You can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse or use the timeline tool to plan ahead. This is so big because proactive testing through your doctor can cost over $1,000. And through that, it just takes so much longer. But with Modern Fertility, you can get the same information for just $159. And right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash I love you. Again, that is $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash I love you. Again, that is just modernfertility.com slash I love you. Guys, this is so important. I think modern fertility is just one of the coolest things ever. I definitely recommend trying it out. So with all that being said, let's get back into the episode. Hey, Maddie. Hi, Kenzie. Oh my gosh. This is so weird. Really? Well, I just like... This is your first podcast. Yeah. But who would have thought in sixth grade, this is where we would end up? This was all your idea. (laughs) Making your career. Yeah, we'll yeah. get into that. I owe Maddie my whole life. Um, before work. we do, though, do you want to give a little one minute background on yourself? A yeah. bio. I mean, I'm probably like the least interesting guest that you'll have. It's not I mean, true. To you, I'm interesting, but to the rest of the world, I'm just a girl. No. I'm 21. I am a broadcast journalism major at University of North Texas with a minor in Spanish, hoping to go into sports. Right now, I work full time, go to school full time. I'm just a waitress, which Mm -hmm. is fine because it pays for my life and that's what I need right now. But I try to stay optimistic. I feel like the field that I'm going into, it's pretty difficult to stay positive, but I try and do that. And if we're being sappy, like Kinsey is actually a big inspiration for me because I always think, (laughs) what would Kinsey do when I don't want to get up and go to work or like do my homework? And I'm like, you know what? She's probably like writing it down in her passion planner and doing it. So I'm going to do it. Probably. But yeah, so I've lived in Texas like most of my life from Connecticut originally, but I've been in Texas since I was five and there's no end in sight to me leaving Texas. So that's where I'm at right now. There we go. That was a great bio. I'm really proud of was you. Was it really? It's hard to do those. Yeah, that was like really impressive. Oh. I like grade her for the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, so Maddie's like my best friend. We've been best friends since sixth grade. Maddie did start my YouTube channel, which we'll get to after we do Hot Seat. I owe Maddie my entire career. <laughs> like I was telling Alexa Lucy this the other day and she's like, unlimited mascara. Unlimited <laughs> Like last night I got a whole like package from Drunk Elephant and I took like 
two products and my face I'm like here you go you can have the rest yeah. I like got a new vlog camera I'm like do you want this one it was a great moment it was no, a great I'm like, do you need anything else <laughs> I have a really hard time accepting gifts too so I felt really weird I, about that but. no I'm bad at it too but I know that you're like so not good thanks. at it so I just kind of hand it to you and I don't make it a big deal yeah. like I just I'm like here you go and then like we don't talk about yeah, it after know, so you can accept it anxiety you're like wait um and I'm like okay so anyways I was thinking for tomorrow <laughs> Maddie is living today my LA life we woke up this morning went to hot Pilates yesterday we went to Chacha Macha um after this we're gonna be going to my favorite mall Century City Mall probably hitting up Blue Bottle we're going to John and Venny's we have John and Venny's reservations tonight my favorite restaurant in the world and this is just kind of like my typical day oh we're in the studio obviously right now and doing all that stuff so anyways we're gonna do a hot seat the first question is this is my favorite one. I This is just a standard, a staple question I ask in every single one now and I kind of cheat. What is the best purchase you've made in the past six months under $100? If we're talking practicality and every day, I would say my Air Forces and Amen. Life Hack. I got the boys like youth size. So they're like only $75 instead of 90 or whatever it is. But I love them. I mean, I wear them all the time. Like, I guess it's basic, but you know, like they're practical. So I'm wearing mine right now. Are you wearing yours right now? Yes. Wow. We're matching. Twins. Twins. Wow. I've had, I think four pairs of them in the past like two years. Cause I'm bad about cleaning my shoes mm -hmm. and then they'll get past the point of just cleaning them. And no then return. no, there's no return, but I wear them so much and they're like pretty inexpensive for shoes mm -hmm. in comparison to like, uh, I mean, they're not like inexpensive, but they're like more affordable shoes. So at that point I'm like, I would rather just like spend the money because I wear them that much. Like I just think that they're the best shoes ever. I'll have them in the show notes. I mean, I'm sure all of you guys own them, but if you don't, you should. And listen to Maddie's life hack. I'll have those linked as boys so you can get them cheaper. Mm -hmm. Do it. I'm always jealous of my friends who are like really small who can still fit into like kids' shoes. I'm like, it's really annoying. Okay, number two, setting the scene. You're driving in your car, windows down, music's blasting. It's midnight. What's the song you're playing? <laughs> I'm asking this because this is our favorite thing to do. Honestly, like this is bizarre. And you're probably not ready for this answer, but the first thing that came to my mind was like, okay, everybody has a rapper that they like who's like not I, good. I already know where you're going with this. And they're not good, but you listen to them anyway. Yes. And they have those rare songs that you're like, this bangs. So I would say YNW Melly, Murder on My Mind. I know every word to that song. Uh -huh. I go hard to that song. It doesn't matter if it's 6 a.m. or if it's midnight. Like I will listen to that song and I will feel it the same way. I don't know what it is, but that is like... That was the first thing that I thought of. So. There you go. I have like a really like strong urge to listen to that song right now. We'll listen so. to it in the car on the yeah. way out. That actually sounds It's such incredible. a story. Maddie, like my favorite thing for us to do, like this whole trip, we're doing like a bunch of fun stuff or whatever, but I was like, the thing I'm mostly looking forward to is our drives at night, mm -hmm. listening to music from like wherever. That's my favorite thing. Okay, number three, what is your favorite thing about yourself? My intuition and my empathy. I've been yeah. talking to Kinsey a lot about this, but... I honestly feel like those were gifts that I was given. I can walk into a room and read it in two seconds. I can tell you who is going through what. It's not like on some like psychic level stuff, but I can just feel when people are struggling or when they're happy and liberated across the board. And then being empathetic, I don't just notice it, but I feel it and I take it on. So if I know that the room is heavy, I can't be the one who lifts it up Yeah, because I get pulled down with it. Yeah. But it's a blessing. It's also a curse, but I'm proud to be those things. So, yeah. You are like the most understanding person ever. I'm like, I could tell. That's the thing about Maddie is I'm like, Maddie is always the person I tell everything to, especially living here because you're unbiased. Mm -hmm. But like, even if I tell you something, this is a bad example, but it's like, if I tell you something, with a guy, you know how with like some of your friends, if you're dating someone who sucks or whatever, you'll leave certain things out when you tell your friends because then yeah. they'll be like, don't get back together with them or whatever. Not that that's really been the case necessarily for me, I guess, until like recently. But <laughs> if I tell you something, like you're still like, like an example of someone who did, did me so wrong. And then I like was like, no, maybe like it'll be good or whatever, which like spoiler alert, no. But <laughs> you were still like, no, like I think you need to give it a shot. I think you need to like, like you're just understanding. You don't like throw a lot of judgment anyway. I try not to. Yeah. And I will also never be the like dump him friend because yeah. nobody knows a relationship like the two people in it. And I have to like respect those boundaries unless I know that there's like severely a line being crossed. But I feel like everybody is who they are for a reason. Everybody's struggling with something for a reason it either happened to them or it's something that they're dealing with now so I just try and look at it like that yeah love that 
Wow, so beautifully said. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so Maddie started my YouTube channel. Uh, we joke that I owe her my life, but I kind of do, actually. <laughs> like, it, it's all, like, all fun and games, but, like, it's, like, you know, not really. So Maddie and I met in the sixth grade. We didn't go to the same elementary school. I went to the same middle school. We had a mutual friend, and she kept telling me about how this girl was so funny, and so I really wanted you to be my friend, but I just thought you would think I was, like, annoying or something. So then we went to the movie, and I was like, wait, I think she likes me. And then I was like, I think that we can actually be friends. So then I had, like, a big group sleepover, and there was, like, four girls there total and it's just like funny even knowing who was there I'm like what the heck and she came over it was like a Friday night it was the first time we hung out and I think you left Sunday night and then ever since then it's just kind of been like that like we were just really honestly we were pretty much always attached at the hip or like with each other we didn't really go through phases where we weren't right I don't remember a phase where we weren't hanging out no I mean our friendship is like it can be casual or we can be doing something yeah there's no pressure to be going out and being busy and blah 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 but we can understand needing to be busy too but I feel like so much of our friendship like what like sixth grade to like at least freshman year was just go to Kinsey's house in her room and we watch YouTube or then we did our like traditional thing when neither of us could drive and we'd walk to Starbucks and get magazines and watch YouTube all day like Every single day after seventh grade, Literally. that's what we did. And so we would go home, most normally to my, I think I was living full time with my dad at the time then, but we would go home, we would walk to Starbucks, and then we would like walk to the drugstore. Mm-hmm. At this point, we'd get like magazines, like we want to go to like FIT or S- FITM or SC something. Essie nail polish for some yes, reason. Always Essie nail polish. I had a meeting with them like two years ago, and I actually told them the story. And then we would go get like our orange Valencia refreshers from Starbucks or whatever it was at the time. RIP, hate that those went out. That was more me and Kat, but I would get them with you. And then we would go to my house, watch YouTube for hours. Then she would go home. And then I said this last night. I I was like, we would Skype for the rest of the night. It wasn't even Skype. We would Uvu. Yeah. Shout out to the OGs. If you know what that is. Does anyone listening? Does anyone even remember that? Like, no, I honestly forgot that existed until you said that last night. I have like screenshots of people from middle school, like me Uvuing with people from middle school. It's just bizarre. Every single night we would do that all the time. And that was around the time that Maddie showed me YouTube because before she, you tried to get me to watch videos for like months and I wouldn't watch them because I thought they were annoying and even now when people try to get me to watch videos and stuff I'm like okay I don't want to like sit here and watch a video blah, 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 whatever but when I was younger like my I've told this story a billion times but I'll just restate it quickly when I was younger my cousins were all older than me and I like love them and idolize them I mean I still do like we're still very tight but they would watch YouTube and like Kingsley and Shane Dawson and that would take the attention from me and clearly I really like attention so like <laughs> I really didn't like that and then Maddie was trying to get me to watch his videos and I was like I don't like YouTube like whatever and then finally we did and it was a Dulce Candy 87 mm-hmm. rainbow eye makeup tutorial and yep. then we watched YouTube for like two years after that and then I finally met my channel freshman sophomore year of high like, school Dulce Candy Bethany Moda like everybody Megan else. Ranks Megan, Megan Ranks. Rosette at the time Megan Rosette Michelle Fawn I never watched her, though. Oh, I did. We never watched The Fowlers, either. Everyone yep. that I know now is always like, I started watching YouTube and I watched them. We never watched yeah. them. No, Dulce Candy is, like, my most vivid memory. Yeah, same. Then we got into, like, people that I'm now friends with. That was, like, Lindsay, Megan, like, Lauren. Claudia. Claudia. Alexa was friends with them then. Who else was in that group? Emily. There was, like, so many people. OG YouTube. Really yeah. taking it, throwing it back. But at the time, I'm just going to say before Maddie makes my username was for some reason Piper Lane. We don't even know where it came from. Double E. Double E. My last name is Piper, for those of you who don't know. And so she still calls me Piper Lane to this day. But if you guys have been watching my channel, for so, if you guys came from YouTube originally, and you've been watching my channel. You know. Well, if, you, if you're still around, like I got a comment last night from someone saying that they've been watching me since Piper Lane. And I'm like, oh my God, I really don't think anyone's left from there. Yeah. So I'm like, huh. Anyways, we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff. We're going to talk about like growing up together, our friendship. This is like an overall feel good episode. This is like you and your best friend chatting. How, how many years have we been friends off at sixth grade? Okay, so we just did the math. Off recording. Let's not forget to cut that out. Because <laughs> we're bad at math. Um, we've been friends for 10 years now. And yeah, I think we also like... We're very different people, but we're also very similar. And I think it, this isn't even one of those cases of like, oh, we just have known each other for forever. And that's the only reason that we're friends. We just like get each other. Yeah. Also, you know, legitimately everything that's ever happened in my life. Like there's only a few people who really, well, I guess not even only a few people. It's just like you, not only do you know everything, you were there as it was happening. So it's like a different kind of bond, you know? There are things that can be left unsaid. Yeah. It's understood. Yes. Which is nice. That's the comfort of like having a good friend, somebody who's been around for everything. Like 
I talked to my friend Emma about this. She's like, it's so nice being able to talk to my friends from high school, my friends from back home about certain things that are affecting me now because the people that I'm with now, the friends that I've made here, they just don't get it the same way because they weren't there for it. And they didn't know me four years ago, five years ago, six years ago. And yeah. haven't like seen my evolution the same way. And like, yeah, my family knows my friends here, but you know my family in a way that they'll never know my family. Like you were there. Your parents had just gotten divorced when we became friends. And my, our parents got divorced around the same time, actually. Yeah. Yours were a little bit after mine. Seventh grade for me. Yeah. Okay. It was like, right. Oh, I guess it was during that. Okay. I, this is all coming back to me. We talk about that too. And we're like, things are blurry. I'm like, I don't even really remember certain things, but I'm like, I know you were there. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. I'm like, we have like, I'm like, I remember like certain things, but I think also like, I think we both really value relationship and we both feel very deeply. And so we're very loyal and very committed and very like empathetic towards people in our life. And if you're in our lives, you're in it. And it takes a lot for us to like cut leave you off. and cut you off. I think a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, screw your high school friends, like whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I think it is such a like, not even just like blessing, like a luxury to have friends that I've grown up with. I'm like, I still have a solid like eight people that eight, 10 people that I talk to regularly who are in like tight with, mm-hmm. who are family to me that I grew up with. And I understand that wasn't the case for everyone. Not everyone had a great high school experience, which I wouldn't even say any of us really, I liked my high school experience, but like you guys really didn't. So it's not even that it's like, I don't know. I think the way you will write off friendships. I think, yes, there are times that you need to like grow and whatever, but like if you can make the friendships that meant something when you were there, like to keep those on to your life, like there's something that's like it, nothing can replace that, you know? Yeah. So it's not the same thing. Oh, I agree. So anyways, we have a few little points here. I have some questions to ask you. Okay. okay. What do you think has changed the most in our friendship in the past like 10 years? And then how have we each individually changed? change the most in our friendship well I just think we're both busy I mean that's yeah. it busy in different ways but busy like constantly going but your definition of constantly going is different from mine so we don't talk all the time there's yeah. a lot of times where we might not talk for a few weeks but we can like come back together and yeah. it's easy so I think we have the most consistent friendship out yeah. of like anyone basically yeah it's really easy it's a very low maintenance friendship, but that doesn't mean that we don't invest into the friendship. It just doesn't mean that we have to like what our friendship looks like when we were younger was we were literally together 24 seven. And like, obviously she lives in Texas. I live in LA. Like that can't happen. I would honestly say like, I don't think any dynamics have changed. No, I think it's been the same thing the whole time. Yeah. Like that's honestly a hard question yeah. because there's nothing that I can just pinpoint and be like, that was it. Like that was a turning point in our friendship, yeah. our relationship, blah, blah, blah. We've only had one fight ever, like one yeah. real fight ever. And it was it was stupid. so stupid and like i can't even remember like details of it it was short-lived and yeah. i was just like what is the point of this honestly? it was when i was moving too and i think there was a lot of tensions and so i much think pressure on you at that point too yeah and there was so, that was one thing i'm like i didn't understand that which sounds stupid but like i didn't understand how it was gonna affect my friends in that sense because like we were also like tight-knit together 24 7 and like our other like mutual best friend like it was like me and her at school her everyday life like that really affected it and I just wasn't thinking that far because I was just like oh like everyone has friends like I just didn't think I was like not that I'm like oh I was such an integral part but like that is a huge thing like because my life was changing so much I was just like I don't know I just didn't think about it and then it was like I was 17 and moving to LA like that's a lot of pressure so I think I was stressed I was going through like my first heartbreak like there was a lot of things behind that that it was like I wasn't myself I don't know. Like, it was just, like, stupid. That was, like, our one fight. And it lasted for, like, probably, like, three months. Well, when you have something like that going on in your life, all of those factors combined, it's really hard to be present. Yeah. Because you're just focused on future, future, future. Yeah. That's something that, like, I've struggled with a lot lately. That's another thing. Like, I was talking about this earlier, and my mentor was telling me the other day, and she was just like, you have to stop, like... I don't think she said despising, but she said something else, like essentially like despising the sacrifice. There's an added pressure on me for like what I do and just like I'm in charge. So there's that added pressure. And then on top of that, there's that added guilt that I feel like I'm like, I really am going 24 seven. And it's like, I don't want, if I'm on my phone when I'm with a friend, it's cause I have to be like, I'm like, I don't want to do that. And so I'm like, I'm also like extremely self-aware of that. And then it's like, I feel guilty cause I can't maybe give all of the time that like other friends can give but when I'm there I'm there like it's like when I'm where I'm at I'm gonna be like 100% where I'm at that's just like what I have to do but I'm like it sucks like even now like nothing's really changed like even growing up I'm like I wasn't always able to do something I you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. and like now it's even more extreme because like I'm in college and a lot of them don't even like have jobs so they're just like I mean actually majority of them have jobs but 
it's like they're like oh do you want to go do this and then I like literally never can and I'm like it's not because I don't want to though it's just because like in order to make all this happen I have to make like sacrifices you know what I mean but if it's the right people around you in your life yeah they'll learn that it's not personal yeah they'll be understanding of it yeah and they are like they're so understanding it's so much of it that's another thing and then I add like it's more it's just so much self-induced guilt Mm -hmm. how have we maintained our friendship I don't think we've even had to ever work on our friendship that's the thing I don't know how to describe it this has been the most effortless friendship of my whole life like like I don't know what to say yeah like you're like like, oh I'm coming home okay well I'll see you this day and then we'll try and hang out this day and then we hang out and we catch up on each other's lives and then everything goes back to normal we get that we have schedules we get that we have things that we're doing I don't know like seriously there's no like there's no pressure in this at all but it's like you'll be at my wedding like it's not like you know what I'm saying it's like things like that it's like I don't know okay favorite memory together and you can do the funniest one do you want to do you want to tell the story okay oh god this is so embarrassing yeah but it's really more embarrassing for me it's way more embarrassing for you actually I was the right one in the situation for once so I'll take credit for that thank you okay so we all know that sushi is like trendy I guess Mm -hmm. and the trend began what five or six years ago maybe like seven years ago probably you know what we had to have been in sophomores because I was driving driving. yeah we were sophomores in high school so (laughs) that places us at like 15 16 you were 16 I was 15 15. because you're older than me Hey guys, really quickly, I wanted to talk to you guys about head and shoulders. So you guys know that I am obsessed with skincare. Even when I was walking in the studio, just now, 10 minutes ago, I was looking at a serum on my phone. So you guys know I'm obsessed with skincare, which I until recently have not even thought about the fact that your scalp is skin and needs to be taken care of. So again, it is important to protect our scalp against aging today to help maintain healthy hair in the future. So by future-proofing our hair, we are starting at the scalp with head and shoulders. So just like the rest of your skin, your scalp can just get dry and itchy. And as a result, your hair can emerge damaged and unhealthy. So this makes regular scalp care an essential part of your skin care regimen. You guys know I am all about a skincare regimen. So I'm caring for my scalp today with head and shoulders, smooth and silky shampoo and conditioner so that I can maintain healthy hair in the future. So I know that some women may think that using head and shoulders is harsh, but I'm here to tell you that it's not. I'm actually using it right now. It's making my hair so soft and smooth, and I feel a lot more confident about my hair just knowing that I have a healthier scalp. This collection has skin-inspired scalp benefits that create a healthy foundation for hair to grow. So the shampoo and conditioner rejuvenate roots and detoxify and neutralize the scalp. The conditioner is infused with moisture for hair and scalp nourishment. So again, I am excited to start taking care of my scalp, which is something I've never thought about before, which really doesn't make sense. So again, that is why I love the Head and Shoulders Smooth and Silky Collection. It's formulated with these skin-inspired scalp benefits that are great for combating dryness and itchiness, rejuvenating your roots, and soothing and neutralizing the scalp. Plus, they also recently upgraded their conditioner formula, and it's infused with moisturizers, so you know that you'll be giving your scalp and skin the love it deserves. Take your skin routine to the next level today by getting your own collection at headandshoulders.com we went to this place where we're from in texas it was our, a sushi it's, place it, kobe it's still our favorite kobe. sushi place we still go all the time yeah, it's really good service is horrible oh, it's the worst service you'll the ever worst have worst service ever but the food is good so you suffer yeah. <laughs> you suffer and you eat and you suffer <laughs> but it's great anyway so we went and i'd been with like my dad before but my dad would always just like mark what we were getting blah 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 so you know it'll say something like sushi two pieces or like six pieces or whatever for some reason in your defense so you write on it like you check off your order in your defense half of it is by piece and then half of it is by the roll yes which doesn't make any you didn't know this at the time so like actually it doesn't really make a difference in the store like in that but in your defense it's a little bit confusing okay yeah so (laughs) it was the crunchy roll famous kobe it's roll still my us. favorite kobe roll super good so good and i wrote down i'm like talking to kenzie i'm like i'm pretty sure this is how you do it and i wrote six in the, <laughs> in the box or eight it was like six or eight it was something ridiculous and 
I put in the order in the no, lady. No, but we do that for like multiple rolls. Yes. So it ends yeah. up being 48 rolls. Okay, continue. Yeah, it's so 40, bad. It's so 48. embarrassing. And the, I remember the waitress was like, are you sure? But I'm thinking to myself, like, you know what? Like, you have a horrible service anyway. Like, you just don't understand me. That's it. Like, you don't get what I want. And that's fine because you're a bad waitress. And it's not my fault. So I send the order back. And me and Kendra are like, okay, like, I hope this is right. And I mean, like, I'm feeling pretty good. Like, I'm pretty confident whatever <laughs> and the, the owner comes up to us he's he goes are you sure you can eat all of this and i was like well what do you mean what do you mean officer and i was like of course. what do you mean officer <laughs> i was like of course i can eat all of that he was like well you ordered like 48 pieces of sushi no not pieces rolls rolls you ordered 48 like, rolls in in a roll there's like six to eight pieces like it, we ordered 48 rolls my dad we get back and we tell our dads and they're like rolling laughing at us also it would Horrible. have been like hundreds of dollars hundreds of dollars which neither of us had that, no that time. absolutely not neither of us were bringing in the bucks no and not at all we were not securing the bag at 15 <laughs> at all i don't even think you were working yet were you if i was i was just starting at brothers yeah like yeah. that was like it yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so embarrassing. So yeah, anyway, I mean, it's funny to us. It's also like super embarrassing. We look really stupid. Really stupid. But I take more blame for that. Yeah, that was really more you. And most of the time it's more me. So oh I take a lot of pride in the fact. You know, what's crazy is like I went to this place. Like if you've ever had uh, hot pork buns and stuff at Chinese restaurants, I went to this place with my two friends and we accidentally did like the same thing. Basically no. ordered way too much food, but the lady didn't explain it no. to us. And she was like, are you sure? And we were like, yeah. And literally, like, huge, like, bigger than my fist, like, size buns, eight in each thing. And we ordered, like, four of them for three of us. And Catalina was there. And Catalina's a vegetarian. She can't even eat them. Poor girl. So it was just me and Ashton. <laughs> and we were trying so hard to eat all of it because we were so embarrassed. And we could tell that the staff was laughing at us. So <laughs> this is obviously my thing, I guess. It really is Ordering too much food. You need to, like, genuinely you need start to a show that. or yeah, Food it's, network. It's really rough. My favorite memory... There's just a lot, but I think overall, so if you guys, we grew up in McKinney, Texas, North Dallas. Actually, a lot of people who, it's you'd be surprised, a lot of people don't even realize I'm from McKinney unless I don't know I'm from McKinney. So Adriatica, this very like Croatian village almost in our town. It's yeah. very out of place, but it's so really random. It's really random, but very pretty. There's a Starbucks there. We would drive in my black sporty car that we couldn't even figure out how to work the AC for the first two months that I had it. And I had AC. <laughs> don't even get me started on that. It's such an embarrassing story. Um, in my car, we would drive to Starbucks, get our orange Valencia refreshers. You would get whatever. And then caramel macchiato. That's what yeah, I was that's on you were really on Ice that. Caramel macchiato. Yeah. Cause it was all over Tumblr. Yeah. Yeah. Super popular. Super popular. And listen to emblem three. Yeah. And that's or where just, like throwback Justin Bieber. Or yeah. Whatever it was at the time. Maddie has this power. Okay. Maddie was Maddie Bieber on Facebook. She was that girl in middle school. <laughs> I was telling this Maddie the other night Bieber's at dinner cat. when you were in the bathroom. Maddie has this power to make anyone a fan of anything. You could walk in and hate this artist. It could be the most random thing. Like it could be anything and she has this power like you should really honestly if you weren't the way you were sales would be for you she makes you like you walk out and you're suddenly like wearing the merch and you're like wait you're like the biggest fan you bought vip tickets you haven't even left the room and like you hated them walking in like yeah. she has this power i don't know what it is but you're just so good at it oh i put you put, put everyone on everything i put hordes of middle schoolers on justin bieber you honestly really he probably owes his career to me too probably just being honest <laughs> just and being as i'm honest. sitting here i'm wearing an acid rap shirt if you're familiar with chance chance the rapper chance was your next thing that you did yeah chance was like my next like big love if we're talking artists like outside of maybe like j cole and i remember i put so many people on chance love chance so <laughs> big yeah, fan of know. chance i should like probably put it towards something more useful though like yeah. making people love me or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just make it make it about yourself. Yeah. Okay, what is our favorite thing about each other? I can go first. I know mine about you. You we kind of already talked about it, but yeah. you like very keep me in check, but you're also very understanding and like very empathetic, but like exactly what I was saying, you're also a volt. It's like you legitimately know everything. There's a few people that I would tell everything to like i'm very selective on who i tell things to and i mean like you were the og and so like you know wow. you've been grandfathered and congrats but <laughs> um, thank you it has been an honor yeah. serving you <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you i think we just have a great friendship but you're also just like the most compassionate person understanding empathetic mine for you i kind of talked about it but your ambition when i tell people about you my friends or i'm like oh i'm going to visit my friend 
who lives in LA. Oh, she lives in LA. How do you know her? Well, she's from here and she's just the coolest person ever. Like we were juniors and she did her senior year online and moved out to California when she was 18 and she did it all on her own. And I'm just like, seriously, my best friend is like a go getter. It's so cool to be able to like be surrounded or be influenced by somebody like that because all my friends are go getters, but there are levels to it. And not everybody can work like Kinsey and be as positive as Kinsey at the end of the day. And I appreciate that because, like I said, I'm empathetic. I will be dragged down by negative energy. And Kinsey does not ooze negative energy. If she says that she's going to let something go, she does. So I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. Like, I honestly, like, I'm inspired by you. Thank you. (laughs) I didn't even know that until recently. Like, she said this to me recently, and I never even thought about that. Well, don't tear up. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I think also, though, like... I don't know. It's cool to hear that because you like actually really know me. Like people online probably think that, but you can make anything look like that online. You know what I mean? But I mean, even if we're talking about like middle school, like I was like, oh, I have homework, (laughs) whatever. But then Kinsey would be like, hey, want to go to Starbucks, do homework? I'd go. Like you influence the people around you to be hardworking too. That's not easy to do. That's my thing. Okay. With the Enneagram, I always say this. So she's a two. I'm a three wing two, but I'm the achiever with wing the supporter and i'm like i'm an overachiever and then i want to make all my friends overachievers and the second they have an idea i'm like make do this this and this i'm like so business-minded that i can make anyone money basically but also in any that's like actually when it's like with me the thing that i'm most proud of or that i love about myself is that like i want to succeed but i want everyone else around me to succeed even in the sense like and I'm select with any friends that I'll work with. Like, I will not just work with any friend, but there are people that I'm like, no, I will. Like, one of my, like, really good friends here just designed, did all the graphics for, like, the merch that's coming out. Like, I'm always hiring people that I can't or referring. Like, it's, the more I grow, the more I want my f- people around me to grow. Like, if you're in Kinsey's circle, you're good. You're pretty much set. Like, yeah. I'm going to figure it out for you. Yeah. Like, you're good. Like, that's pretty much it. God's plan? No. <laughs> no, I'm like, you're we're figuring this plan. out. Kinsey's plan. <laughs> I'm like guys come on come on not really but okay what do you feel like are qualities that you look for in a friend I would say people who don't take themselves too seriously because I do so I need somebody who doesn't do that general support trust loyalty like I need to know if somebody is like saying something about me not that I think this because I really don't have drama in my life it's just more of like a hypothetical situation but I want to know that if my friend walked into a room and somebody was saying something about me, they're going to correct that person or defend me or explain me. The thing that I want is I'm like, I don't even want people to feel comfortable saying something about me to my, like a friend. To a friend, for yeah. sure. Because it's like, why does that person feel comfortable in the exactly. first place being able to do that? Exactly. It's important to notice those things. So I would say like definitely in your life, be careful and pay attention to what people tell you. That might be your friend and you love that person and they yeah. might have the right intentions But sometimes like drama and little things like that will distract people from a bigger picture. It's not even necessarily like we've talked about this. Not everything has to be cut off culture and blah, blah, blah. I've had falling outs with friends where it's like to this day, we still talk. Maybe we're not as close as we were, but we still talk. And I will always care for that person. I will always be there for that person. But it's about understanding what kind of distance you have to take for yourself. Yeah. Not that people can't change. Not that people can't grow. But there comes a point where you can still be there for someone and protect your own heart at the same time. Okay, let's talk about this. This is good. This is something that I think about often. And the people I think my friends and I talk about this all the time. That's we are both very anti cutting off for me to call someone toxic. I hate doing Mm -hmm. that even like I think also take a step back and if someone is quote-unquote toxic to you doesn't mean they're toxic to everyone so why would you place that on them I think words also have power and I think it's also so much more often than not people want to call someone toxic it's a defense mechanism instead Mm -hmm. of having a conversation that could have just fixed it and I think yes there are people who are I think there are abusive relationships and abusive friendships and I think that's 100% true and if that's the case that's the case and I'm so sorry that's not what I'm referring to But when you're just like canceling people because you aren't strong enough to have a conversation with them about it, you are so good about having conversations. You're very, in the best way, confrontational. Thank you. And like our other like best friend, Kat, it's like we're a spectrum, right? So it's like you and then I'm like way more towards Kat and then there's Kat. And it's like we're just opposite, but it works out so well because you will like pull it out Mm -hmm. i'm confrontational depending on the relationship like if i have that relational equity with you i'll be like okay listen but i think 
okay like let's talk about practical steps like when you have falling outs it's like we've had i mean honestly for 10 years one argument is like pretty good yeah like i really don't think we've even like we just neither of us are really the type we're not dramatic we're not the ones that have drama all the time any drama i've really had in my life has just been with boys Mm -hmm. like it's not ever and i think that i mean that's like inevitable if you're dating at 16 whatever but okay so let's say there's a falling out the way that i look at it is you will always have my forgiveness. Like I'm going to forgive someone no matter what, but you're not always going to have my trust and you're not always going to have the same proximity. And I think something that I've had to learn the hard way over the past few years is I thought forgiveness was, and you have full access to me again, because I'm such an all in person. So like it was hard for me to learn boundaries and relationships. So I would forgive people and I would automatically be like, okay, we're back exactly where we were. And like, that's not good. You need to guard yourself and you need to understand that like sometimes it's not going to be the same. And sometimes it does work to where you go back fully and it does over time develop back into that. But sometimes it just doesn't. And that's for the best, you know? And just because you shelter yourself doesn't mean that you don't love the person. Yes. And I'm speaking like friendships also. Something that I learned from my mom because I love I was, your mom. Yeah. So beautiful. Kathleen. Inside and out. Uh-huh. Big fan. Yeah. <laughs> Something that I learned from her because I was in a relationship that just ended and she basically told me, you make a decision for yourself. You can choose to forgive, move forward and be happy and be liberated. Or you can decide I'm going to be this person who holds a grudge and I'm going to be bitter and I'm going to be miserable with it and I'm going to hate and hating people, guys, is exhausting. It's so exhausting. It is exhausting to take time out of your day to whatever it is. Look at their social media, blah, blah, blah. You're literally like fueling somebody's ego by doing that. If you choose to forgive somebody, and forgiveness looks different for everybody. You can forgive somebody and never have to speak to them again. Yes. Or you forgive them and you choose to give them full access again. Your therapy is your therapy, whatever it is. But I'm telling you, and I know this from experience, like to hold a grudge with somebody is almost never worth it. It is worse for you than it is for the person that you're angry at or projecting that onto. Yes. So just try and like, I mean, I would say for a lot of people, like try and reflect on that, especially being our age, like anywhere, I would say anywhere from like being a freshman in high school through college to like through your 20s. Like this is a learning experience right now. This is the time in your life where you're going to meet new people and you're going to be disappointed and you're going to have heartbreak and everything else. You have to learn how to navigate that best for you. Again, like I reiterate it, do not be a bitter person. It no. will make everything so much harder and do not let your past experiences ruin your future because comparison is the thief of joy. And if you compare one person in your life, like this person did me wrong. So this person is going to do me wrong in the future. You will never find happiness no. in anybody. Or with anybody. And I think all of this, if you don't learn this now, it just continues on and trickles into your future relationships, eventually your marriage. Like it really does. Mm -hmm. And it's just really important. Like I want to forgive so quick. Like if someone offends me or hurts me, I want it to be like, I'm consciously, it's done and over with. I'm like, sometimes you, I mean, you forgive and then sometimes you do have to have a conversation and sometimes you don't, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's just like, I think how you respond and how you react is how you respond and you react. Like you can only control that. What is the thing, the quote that's like, unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to like die or something, whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's so true. Like people look at forgiveness as such a like selfless act. And while it is, it's also, and I, I mean, selfish in a good way. It's a very selfish thing. Forgiveness is exactly what you said way more for you than it is for the other person. Yeah. Chances are the other person doesn't care. You know, it's just not even, and even if they do, who cares? And that's not your problem. Exactly. It's just not your problem. It doesn't matter. Okay. Biggest piece of advice you would have given your younger self. Everything that is happening to you right now will feel irrelevant one day. Yes. Like my parents getting divorced in seventh grade, me playing soccer and having like a heart condition, having surgery for it and the surgery doesn't work. I look at those things and they don't affect me, but they're things that I look at. I'm like, of course, if you have divorced parents, most of the time, most of the time, because I know people who are like, my parents are not meant to be together. And I know that. But for me, of course, you want your parents to be together. Always, always, always. That's just the feeling that you have because that makes life easy, like to have your parents together. And it's a family unit. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, both of my parents are with different people now and I love them both and I love their families. And I'm so grateful to have seven step siblings. Yeah. (laughs) But I look at those things 
And I remember the pain that I felt when my parents got divorced and it affected me really badly in eighth grade into my freshman year. I was a miserable person. I was a bitter person. So when I tell you let go of grudges, I'm speaking from experience. But to this day, to this day, if you guys know that meme on Twitter, <laughs> like, to this day, um, I look at that and I'm like, yeah, I wish it wasn't this way, but it doesn't affect me like it did. And to be able to let go of something and like with soccer, like I was like, I wanted to play soccer, everything else. I was so sad when it ended for me, but it's irrelevant. Breakups, heartache that you feel from breakups. Yes. Guys, time heals everything. You might always feel sad or you might always long for somebody, but that pain changes. I think time heals everything, but I think time, it's like whatever you water grows. So you like actively get better and don't be bitter, but over time, it's going to get so much easier. Yeah. Well, it's like the argument that we had, like thinking about back to, I guess that was like senior year of, or junior year of high school. It's like at the time I was so frustrated by it. And I was like, this is such a dumb thing to not be speaking to Kinsey for and blah, blah, blah. They like missed my, like my best friends weren't there at my like going away dinner. I yeah. mean, it was like pretty bad. Everything. Yeah. I look at that now and I'm like, I don't even remember what I felt like during that entire yeah. situation. It was so irrelevant and things can become irrelevant if you choose to like let them be that way. Yeah. Like a lot of the feelings that you have about situations, things that happen to you is your choice. It's how you react. Yeah. With relationships especially, I always say this and it's like, com I think it's it's comforting for me. No, not even comforting, but like for those listening, like I can think about breakups where I was like, it physically hurt. Like I was so heartbroken. I've seen but them. Yeah, like it was like awful. And I'm like, there is not one relationship that I no longer have that I wish that I had. And it's like my relationship now is literally like the best thing to ever happen to me. Like outside of like work stuff and like my friends and whatever. Like I think back and I'm like, if I would have known, not that this is like, oh, it was always like in goal was like a boy or whatever. But I'm like, if I would have known who I'd be dating now and like I would have been upset over them like do you see what I'm saying I'm like it's such a like something that I really really affected me at the time and it like literally was like heartbreaking but wouldn't you say though that all of those hardships for what you feel now and what you have now it was worth it I mean like yeah. to know going through those things it was like yeah wow that sucked that was I, awful exactly but look what I got I think also even more so than like oh it was worth it I think I don't know if I ever would be dating who I'm dating now because I never had had my standards that high like I thought I had high standards but I would always lower them for people because I would get too close to a friend before and, and then feelings would develop and that was just like the habit of my life but the last time that happened I was like absolutely not Dom and I made this list and like literally it's Quinta now but I was like my standards are like skyrocketing and I'm not gonna get too close to someone and then like go whatever also with parents being divorced they like want to talk about this a little bit so both of my parents are divorced. I remember when my parents got divorced, I legitimately thought it was the end of my life. I couldn't have been more dramatic about it. My parents' divorce was really nasty. Like we, I always say we should have had a Lifetime movie. Like we miss out on a big opportunity there. <laughs> but it was really rough. And I really thought my life was over. I was so upset about it. I hated my mom for like two years. Like it was just like, it really ruined our relationship for a long time. I think I was one, I was way too involved. Like I wish that like today we were talking about it. I'm like, there's so many things as you get older, you realize that like you want to protect the people around you. And there's things that I'm just not going to share just because it's like, you don't need to know that it's better for you to not know, not in a way of hiding anything, just in a way of like, you want to just protect people around you. And I'm like, I wish I was more protected when I was younger mm -hmm. because there's so many things that I wish I never knew. But over time, like obviously both my parents are remarried and whatever. And it just like, it obviously got so much better and easier and whatever. And I think divorce is like an awful, like it's obviously like an awful thing. I think some people like in abusive relationships, obviously it's not an awful thing, but I never want to be divorced. I don't love divorce. I'm not sitting here being like, oh, whatever. But I think like it is necessary for like, certain things, whatever. And like, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I really thought my life was over. I was so dramatic. I could, I was literally Lindsay Lohan from the teenage shopping movie, whatever. Like I couldn't have been more dramatic. That was actually me. And I remember when I was home for like my stepbrother's funeral in December, I had this whole, I'm like, not going to cry, but I'm going to cry. I had this whole moment and I was like, wow. Well, actually like my dad came up and hugged him and it was like, I think you were there actually. Mm -hmm. I was like sobbing my eyes out. I'm going to cry. I'm not going to cry. But like I had this thing and I was like, I don't think if I had the family I have now, I don't think 
like if given the opportunity to have my parents be together versus having the family that I have now and like my siblings, like my step siblings and my niece and to have grown up with the family, even though at the time I was like, this sucks and I was so hateful. I'm like, I really don't know if I would go back. Like I don't, especially my niece now, I'm literally obsessed with her, but I'm like, not in the sense that it's worth it. I don't think it's worth it is the right thing, but I think good things come out of bad things. And like now I'm like, I've always wanted like a bigger family. I'd always wanted older siblings. I always wanted whatever. And I'm like, mm-hmm. even though there was so much pain and heartache with that, I think now I'm so grateful for the family that I have. And I'm so grateful to have like been in that. And like, there's just so many good things that came out of it, you know? Yeah. Something that feels wrong doesn't mean it doesn't serve you. Exactly. So I look at that and I try to apply that to breakups and awkward confrontations with friends, stuff like that. I was really lucky. My parents divorced. They spoke only highly of each other. We have had Christmases together. I've been really lucky and that was something that they both really wanted to give me and my sister. My mom never moved out of my childhood home because she knew there's so much change happening. I don't want to throw anything else into this. So she struggled and worked like crazy to make sure that we could stay in that house. And I feel so much guilt because I used to cry to my mom literally like every night about the divorce and why would you do this and how could you do this, blah, blah, blah. And I always had this feeling I always knew why my parents separated, but I never spoke about it. And I didn't actually have a conversation with my parents about it until I was 20. And my parents split up at 12 and I lived with that my entire life. And that was when I really let go of it. And that's kind of what we were touching on. Like confrontation is hard. It's hard. And it's hard not to play a victim in it too, but it serves you like I'm so happy that I've had those difficult conversations with my parents and that I know things that like they stink and I wish I didn't know them, but I know them. But I will say like, I respect my parents so much for how they got divorced. I respect them too for it. Because I'm and my mom, like I did not meet a boyfriend or my dad's girlfriend. Like I did not meet them unless my parents had already given us a background been like who do you see fitting into our family dynamic who do you think belongs what do you guys want from somebody who I bring around you and nobody was ever brought around if they weren't serious and again the gravity and the stuff that happened in my parents divorce for them to be who they are is just amazing like it really is they, they, they handled me. it I love them well. so much and I feel I have an equally good relationship with both of my parents and I really believe it's because of what they did and how they did it I think it's one of the best divorces I think I've ever seen when I tell people about my parents they're actually shocked yeah <laughs> like they're actually shocked yeah no seriously it's they rare. handled it so I'm well I'm so lucky me and my sister are so lucky yeah shout out Delaney she wanted me to shout say out hi Delaney we love you so beautiful <laughs> I can't every time I see her I'm like I just don't even almost like I mean I love Delaney it's not even that I don't want to see her but I almost don't want to because she's in my head she's a senior in high school yeah in my head she's yeah. just little Delaney like yeah. I it's so weird cute and adorable and now yeah. she's almost 18 and she's like evil. hot now and I'm like what the hell evil <laughs> hot girl literally I'm like wait well, this is so weird I don't <laughs> like this yeah exactly I think it's just for myself back to biggest piece of advice you would have told your younger self mine would have been to not take any everything so seriously I was so serious about everything I think I still am to an extent but I've learned to just laugh at myself and I don't think I could laugh at myself I think by the time I was in middle school I could do it but I think just in general I think I I felt everything so deeply I took everything so seriously and because of that like I inserted myself into my parents divorce like I did so much of that like I had to know I had to do this and I had to do that and it's like it wasn't like I don't blame my parents for that like it was like I was one everyone was under so much stress so much pain so much everything but I was so I was extremely mature for my age and I was always with the adults and I just would have figured things out myself like I did it all myself. You know what I'm saying? So like I took things too seriously and I was way too mature for my age. And I wish that I wouldn't have been. But I think also I lost a sense of throughout the whole experience. I think I was kind of forced to grow up faster, but I made myself grow up faster. Yeah. You, you know, feel like a pressure to be responsible for what's happening. Yeah. You. I was literally so young. It's especially crazy. Especially with younger siblings, because I took that on yes. too. I felt like, okay, I need to do this and I have to be this way because I have a younger sister and you have two younger siblings. And I had to take care of them. And you feel this pressure to be there for them. Like when things are hard and, you know, witnessing your parents fight and stuff and like my little sister's crying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Who's going to be there for her in that moment? 
and all I think, she has is me. Exactly. And I think when I did that, by doing that, I kind of strained it because I was more so telling them what to do. And it becomes rather a than being, thing. Yeah, rather than and being a sibling. That's a That's an yes, Enneagram 2 exactly. thing. And you're a wing too. And that totally feeds into that. And it wasn't until high school that I realized how much it affected my sister because she would sit with us every day in school. She would do all this. I did not ever realize how much she relied on me. And I don't think she did either. I don't mean, she will say this depending on the mood she's in. But when I moved, she kind of went crazy. (laughs) She went wild. Like we talked about this on the podcast, so it's fine. But she like kind of had her like wild moment because like her sister who protected her and like kept her from everything was gone. So she kind of went wild and did her own thing. And I think that's in Maddie's nature and her spirit. And she just is the wild child. And that's why everyone loves her. But that's why everyone (laughs) wants to kill her sometimes too. And that's the best and worst part about her. But I think a lot of it came down to that. And it definitely like strained our relationship a little bit, but okay. We only have a few minutes left. I want to talk about sports reporting. We wanted to have more time to talk about this, but we it's just fun. had a great conversation. Yeah, it was good. So do you want to talk about like galvanizing, like what you've been like up to and stuff? Yeah. I think this is just such a cool thing that people are going to like love to hear about. Okay. So for me working full time, going to school full time, working full time, it's hard for me to find time to one, afford like a low paying job at a network, doing sports to get that experience. So I was really, really fortunate to find Laura Oakman. She is a NFL on Fox sideline reporter. She is amazing. She is gifted, talented, beautiful, so smart. And her biggest purpose that she's found for herself is to help girls who want to do the same thing. So galvanize, it's spelled capital G, capital A, capital L, vanize, galvanize. The slogan is girls compete, women empower. And so what you do, and it's it's something that you pay for, but I will tell you it's the most valuable experience I've ever had, especially for my career and what I want to do. You apply, you get in, you pay, and you go to these boot camps. They're broadcast boot camps. They're two days. And you go work with an NFL team with their rookie class from whoever they've drafted that year. So my first year, I went to the Buffalo Bills. My second year, I went to the Atlanta Falcons. When I was at the Bills, I got to interview Matt Bozen. And with the Falcons, I interviewed John Kaminsky. And these interviews are so beautiful for your resume. And you learn so much and you're in a professional environment and you learn what pressure is like when you have 32 NFL rookies looking at you with 32 other girls who want to be sports reporters or whatever number of people go to the boot camp that year. And they're watching you and you're meeting these professionals who work for the NFL and the NFL for these teams. But at the end of the day, what I've always taken away from that is I have found a community of women and girls who want to do the same thing that I do. And it's all about lifting and it's not a competition. That is so important. So yeah. important. And in sports where everything is so male dominated and I feel like I'm coming into it at the most beautiful time, the perfect time to come into it. Having women who help you and have your best interest and don't want to compete with you, but they want to lift you up and vice versa I cannot explain to you how great that is. So I just wanted to talk about that because I have found so much guidance and safety with those girls and meeting people. And I've found friendships and it teaches you to stop comparing yourself because everybody has their own process. So even if I have friends from Galvanize who have on camera jobs, network jobs, or they're working, you know, like rookie media days and stuff like that, it's hard not to compare yourself but everybody has their own process. And when you need inspiration, those are great people to look to because you know that they have your best interest. So shout out to Laura. It's been like such a great experience. And all the girls that I've met, definitely if anybody is looking into going into sports reporting or even the kind of behind the scenes sides of like NFL teams, franchises, uh, or any other sport, I would definitely recommend it. It's been an amazing experience for no, me. It's been really cool to hear about it. Yeah. It's it's awesome. I mean, like learning, I think it's so cool. Learning your way around an interview in a professional environment with a professional who wants to help you. Like I learned more in those two days of sitting in a conference room and researching a player with 20 other girls and then going and doing the interview the next day and killing it. Like you find your like strength doing that. You find yeah. like your happy place and you, you build find confidence. You, you feel so powerful. That's the thing. I think I forgot to answer this about how we individually change for you. You're way more confident. Oh yeah. And you're way more comfortable in yourself. I was so insecure in the past. But I don't like even crazy. feel like you ever came off insecure. I think you say that all the time, but it was never a like, oh, that person's insecure. Like that was never the way it is. But you were just so confident in a way that like makes other people more confident. I think it makes people feel comfortable. My humor yeah. kind of like 
Yeah. My humor was disguising my suffering. Disguising the suffering. Yeah, that actually is very true for you. Also, just in general, what you're saying about how it's cool to have like women around you that build each other up. Like that's one of my biggest values in my whole life. It's like their win is my win. It's like one person wins. And I only surround myself with friends who are like that. And I think... I've been lucky enough to where I have friends like you and I have friends here who really watch my back because there are times just for anyone's life where people are friends with you for like a weird reason, the wrong reason. They don't have your best interest at heart. And like, I'm extremely observant. I walk into a room, I can tell. I just don't say it. Like I'm very observant. But the issue with that is that I really see the best in people and I just ignore ignore everything else, even though I know deep down. So it's like, I have friends who are like, "Ah, that's real. And every single time, they're always right. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't get it. Even though in my head, I know that they're right. In my head, Ariana Grande. Amen. Actually, that song, literally. But even like, just like friends, I have people who are, it's like, as soon as it becomes a a competition or comparison, or like, I only want you around when you can benefit me, or I only want, and that could be anything. Like, it's not because of social media followers. It's just like who you know, what you do, what connections you have. And when I befriend someone, that's the last thing I think about. So I just assume everyone thinks the same way that I do, which is not true. And it's like, I mean, other people think better than I do, you know? So it's just like, people just are different. And I think the fact of having people in your life where it's like their win is my win and vice versa is so important. Also, I think besides the fact that I'm even the way that I am, it's growing up that was, those are the only friends I had. So like, I always say, I'm like, I had the best friends I could ever have growing up. Like you guys, even the boys, like everyone that I just assumed that everyone was like that. And I did not realize how lucky I was to have the friends that I had. Like I fully took everyone for granted, but I also didn't realize that those friendships are so rare and I just had so many of them, you know, like I got really lucky. Also, it's probably a Texas thing, but whatever. Um, Okay. (laughs) We're going to end the episode. We've been talking for like an hour. I could keep going on for like more time. Expect it to get so deep. I didn't mean to like get carried away talking. No, that's what I want. I'm glad that we did that. That's perfect. Do you guys really want me can do another one while I'm home for winter break? So let us know. Um, Go watch our prank call video on Kinsey's channel. Oh my gosh. I'll I'll put it in the show notes. It's really embarrassing. We're also vlogging the weekend. So if you guys want to like watch a video or anything, feel free for the week, I guess. Where can they find you? I'm on Twitter at Maddie Trapp, M-A-D-D-Y-T-R-A-P-P. And then my Instagram is Madeline K. Trapp which is K-A-Y K-A-Y my last name yeah I'll have it in the show notes and stuff thank you so much love you thanks for coming on I love you so much love you so much (laughs) All right, guys hope you enjoyed this episode if you did let us know in the Facebook group and tell us what you thought the best part of this podcast was also maybe Taylor's vlog is in the Facebook group maybe it isn't You'll never know until you join. So you guys should join. It is always in the description below. Um, My Instagram, Taylor's Instagram, my YouTube channel, all that stuff is down below if you guys want to check anything out. But love you guys so much. Hope you guys enjoy this episode and I will talk to you next week.